All right, so we're going to pick up talking about red cards. We only talked about uh, active aggression. Right. Which, Brian, Brian David Marshall here with Steve Saden for Top 8 Magic. What are you going to say about active aggression? It doesn't awesome. work as well as I thought it does, but it's still awesome. Why, why doesn't it work as well as you thought? Well, I thought that you could use it at end of turn. Oh, yeah. Until end of turn is until the end of the turn. At end of turn, there's a specific trigger, and you can sort of trick the rules into working your way. But I always end up getting that mixed up. It's still, yeah, I do too, obviously. So <laughs> I had to go look it up to be sure. Um, yeah, awesome. Like I said, probably a top three limited card in the set. Like, Definitely. Like, whatever red has a good range of commanders. Like, remember, grab the range, seize the range, or grab the range? Grab the range where you could fling it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, word of command? Word of seizing. Word of seizing. That's probably why I was thinking seize the Yeah. Seize the range. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, moving moving on to, to other red cards. Artillerize. This seems like a card you're going to love. 3R for an instant. And, oh, this is actually more of a Matt Ferrando card. Uh, as an additional cost to cast Artillerize, sacrifice an artifact or creature. Uh, artillerize deals 5 damage to target creature or player. So it's basically Shrapnel Blast and Goblin Grenade rolled up into one with slightly more cost. This card's really good. Like, exceptionally good. In Constructed? Uh, maybe. Definitely in Limited. Right. Like, this is like an easy first pick, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, just terrific. In, 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 uh, five, five damage is so much. It's funny, I was talking to John Becker the other day, and John is playing a lot of Block Constructed on uh, MitGo. Mm-hmm. And he's playing Mono Red. And he's just having tremendous difficulties dealing with Hero of Blade Hole. Huh. And and uh, right, he has all these sort of marginal damage things. Right, and it's like four, it's four mana, and like the problem is once it attacks for a turn, things just start getting out of hand. Right. So, but this seems like yeah, this is kind of kind of with like the spell bonds, and if you're like playing Kaldosa Rebirth, you have like a bunch of guys running around. Right, you have a bunch of like crappy goblin tokens you don't really care about. You're not yeah. you're not emotionally invested in them. Right. <laughs> if you're playing Mox Opal, like maybe you draw another one. Just... Yeah, yeah, I'd say skirt, skirt seems really good. It's really good. I didn't think about the spell bombs. Um, it's particularly insane with Icker Wellspring. Oh my, yeah. Oh, that Icker might... Wellspring and the other, there's another Icker card coming up later when we get to Artifacts, which basically does the same thing, except for when it comes into play, you draw, but you go get, get a basic land out of your deck, and when it leaves play, you go get a basic land out of your deck. So, so either could, of those cards are just really good with this. Well, the one that searches for a basic land is particularly good. Because you do it, you play this on turn three, then on turn four, you have six mana, you can cast a Titan. Well, it doesn't put it into play, it only puts it in your hand. Oh, that's not yeah. as good. Yeah. We didn't get there yet, so that one's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one's okay. But yeah, so do you think this card, you know, certainly block-constructed playable? Definitely. I don't know if it's standard... Like, I, if this said six damage, people would be all over it. I think this is going to say see playing construct in standard. Yeah, uh, so and look, I think it's going to be really good. Like not as a four of, but as a one of or as a two of. So you open up a pack. Day of the pre-release, you do a draft. You open up your first pack, and there's active aggression and artillerize. Yeah. Which one are you picking? Oh, active aggression. Okay. Not close. Right, just checking. Yeah. Just checking. Uh. Bludgeon Brawl. This is an interesting card. This is clearly one of those cards that people are going to 
want to build around in like goofy decks. Certainly going to see playing Commander. Feels like it could be okay, maybe even in limited sometimes. I don't know, but like it's two R for an enchantment. Each non-creature, non-equipment artifact is an equipment with equip X, and equipped creature gets plus X plus zero, where X is that creature that artifact converted mana cost. So basically, you get to put your Echo Wellspring onto your creature to give it plus two to turn it into like a bone splitter. It's a weird card. Yeah, the problem is it's like like you'd have to have a lot of like, like artifacts like, and mana. Right. But like think about it, you could put a tumble magnet on something. Your tumble magnet doesn't tap. So if you equip a creature with a tumble magnet, right. the tumble magnet doesn't actually tap when that creature attacks. Oh, that's kinda interesting. Right? So there's like there's definitely things you could do here. Contagion Clasp would, would work that way. Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know. It's even like just marginal utility out of your spell bombs. Be up for it. We also, like, we still have Tesseract. Right. Playing around. Right, right, right. So, you know, it's got some tough competition. Yeah, it's it's not. It's, it's kind of a fun card. But, uh... I, know, I, I love some Icar Wellspring. <laughs> um, I wonder if there's like some wacky way to, like wacky combination using that. You can't equip something onto itself if you make it a creature, if that's what you were thinking about. I, I wasn't, but it would be cool if you could. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think that the idea is it's, it's definitely a magic the puzzling type card, right? Yeah. It's like, how do I get out of Well, I draw my bludgeon brawl and then I equip my Echo Wolf. <laughs> um, like, you know, maybe there's like a Viridian Joiner type thing. That... Yeah, there's something, something fun, goofy you could do. Um, what's kind of interesting is actually, maybe it does get interesting in a deck with. Um, so each is an equipment. I, yeah, that's an interesting question. Oh. Going back yeah. to look at the Pure Steel Paladin. Mm-hmm. So whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you can draw a card. So this card says uh, each non-creature, non-equipment artifact is an equipment. So does it enter the battlefield as an equipment? I think so, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. Like you get to draw two cards off of your Icar Wallspring. Oh my. Wait, that? And then you get to equip it for free if you had Metalcraft. And right. And in my deck with all the baubles. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. So that's something interesting to think about. I, I, I don't know if that's true or not, because it says that it's a non-equipment artifact. Each non-creature non-equipment artifact is an equipment. So I don't know if that means it doesn't come into play as an equipment and tri- Who knows? Yeah. Who knows understands how magic works? Magnets? It's very, very complicated. Yeah, I think that oh, if you're I trying to do something fair with Bludgeon Brawl, it isn't going to be good at all. Right. But if you're doing something just absolutely degenerate, it probably still isn't going to be great. Yeah, but. it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor of the Four. Just a card people seem pretty excited about. They have it pretty high on the... Cards from this set. So this is in the Chancellor series. 
it's four triple red uh, for five five giant. Uh, you may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do at the beginning of the first upkeep, put a plus one plus one red goblin creature token with haste onto the battlefield. So if this is in your opening hand, you're like, I'm attacking you for one on turn one. I like haste. And then, when Chancellor of the Forge enters the battlefield, put X 1-1 one, one red goblin creature tokens with haste onto the battlefield where X is the number of creatures you control. I don't, I don't like this card. No? No. What about, like, in some, like... Like creature red green ramp deck. Like with like lots of Huh. I'm derogatory speakers and Like I feel like you can do better things for seven mana. But when he comes to let's say but if you have three creatures yeah. in play. When he comes into play, he comes in with Yeah, but they don't have haste, right? Oh no, the tokens have haste. He doesn't. Sure. Eh. Like, your opponent, you know, if your opponent's like planeswalking or. I guess actually that is kind of good. Like, you can kill a planeswalker. Unexpectedly? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think people are going to be finding. I mean, there's a lot of red haste stuff going on in the set. I don't know. Yeah. How much, how unexpected that'll be, but. And like, you don't have evasion. Um. The, the problem with these cards always it's like it's seven mana. Yeah. So it's like it implies to me somehow that it's the top end of a of a controlling right. kind of strategy and you're gonna finish them off with this big creature or this big card. It just doesn't feel like you're gonna have a lot of uh, it doesn't feel to me like you're gonna have a ton of creatures. Yeah, I and mean, the one cool thing about it, I think, is it it's a finisher that also does something very relevant if you draw it in your opening hand. Right. Yeah. Uh, people seem a lot higher on the card than either of us seem, though. Like, from what I've seen in their early reviews, it, it definitely seems like people have this guy high on the list. Or maybe it's just the relative mehness of red. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Fallen Firm Answer. Uh, 3R for a 1-1 one, one pinger with infect. Yep. And it's 1 and red and tap to deal 1 damage target creature or player. So this is just basically Vidalcan Anatomist for red. Yeah. Then, you know... But it doesn't but, tap the creature. But better. Uh, oh, maybe it's a little bit worse. But it does damage to players. All It infects players also. Maybe it's a little bit better. Right. I think it's probably on par. Like, uh, pick <laughs> this as high as you would pick a Vidalcan Anatomist, <laughs> which is to say... Unless there's yeah. an active aggression there, <laughs> you probably want to pick this card. Not a constructed card in there. Yeah. Any, like, the card, the, the, the pingers that have always been constructed have generally had haste. And or no activation costs. Or existed in the 90s. <laughs> um, Flameborn Viren, or Viren. Uh, it's basically just a crawl worm. Right? Yep. That looks like it should fly. I thought it had flying. I thought it had flying too, but I don't see the word flying anywhere on there. Maybe it's, it's a, a, maybe it's written in invisible ink. Yeah, so it's basically just a red crawler. Okay, I mean, I I like that. Like, yeah. I don't love it. You know, it's no Alpha Tyrannics. Yeah. Uh, moving on. <laughs> Furnace Camp. This seems like a Steve Save Me type of card for limited. 
for Ooh. a stamp. It's a one one for one. Seems like a Billy Moreno constructed card. Yeah. Uh, whenever Furnace Stamp deals combat damage to a player, you may sacrifice it. If you do, Furnace Stamp deals three damage to that player. Yeah, probably not. Uh, it's oh my! It's so close to. It's almost good enough to trap me, <laughs> but not. What if it had bloodthirst? Oh my goodness! Yes. <laughs> uh, Geosurge is clearly a card that's going to get played. Oh yeah. Um. So it's. Interestingly, though, it's R R R R to cast, hmm. which is probably the biggest. You know, uh, a card like uh, Seeding Song was R two, right? Right. To cast. So this this isn't just tacking one onto the casting cost of Seeding Song, right? This is tacking one on and making them all right across the board. Right. But Meaning this is best cast off of Seeding Song. <laughs> <laughs> So you can play a deck with Geosurge and Koth. You could. So you Geosurge on turn four. You have seven mana. You play a Koth. No, it's only to cast artifact or creatures. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So if you just, if you really want to ramp up. Yeah. (laughs) If you really want to ramp up to something. Sure. You know. Something Sundering Titan-y. Like, I don't know what it is, right? but whatever that big thing is, you can do it. Right. I mean, you can... feels like there's certainly going to be... We, we were talking before about the idea of a, a turn uh, turn three or turn four kill with this, where you're like, Geosurge into Molten Steel Dragon and Goblin Bushwhacker <laughs> and Assault Stroke. We can't play the assault stroke is the sorcerer. Uh, so. so we just have to we, we just have to satisfy it. So we can get five in with the dragon, two in with the goblin bushwhacker. Uh, so that's seven right there. We we had to pay two life, so we're at eighteen, <laughs> assuming nothing else has gone wrong. So we can pay another eight. To uh, get four more damage in. I'm sorry, we can pay another... We can get another four, eight more damage in off of 16 life. No, we can get... We'd be dead if we did that. No. Oh, no, 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 no. We're only going oh, to pay once. Okay. So we can do six, pay 16 life to go another eight. So that's eight plus five is 13 plus uh, two from the Bushwhacker. So we can do 15 damage on turn three or turn four that way. Off of a Geo Surge. If we started with a Goblin Guide, they're just dead. Yeah, or a Bolt, or a... Yeah. It's an um, interesting card. Yeah, yeah Geo Surge is going to... This is a very, very restrictive... You know, they, yeah, they clearly set even, this up to not be a combo card in the traditional sense. Right, it's not even friends with Everflowing Chalice. Why isn't it not? We can cast a Everflowing Chalice off of it for three. Ah. I think you can't use Everflowing Chalice to accelerate into Right, but we can accelerate into a big Everflowing Chalice. That's... Gutshot. Gutshot. So, red Phyrexian mana to deal one damage to target creature or player. Cool. It's cool. Not as exciting as Mental Misstep or Mutagenic Growth or... No. Yeah. But could be a very good sideboard card. Sure. I mean, think about all the times where you 
think about the turns where you're playing limited. You you go turn one, you're, you're black green infector. It's me. I'm black green infector. I always am. And you you haven't drawn your swamp yet. And you draw. You play your forest to go. They 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 play land. They say go. You you draw your swamp, and you can either play a mirror or sit back on your veer, you know, your virulent wound to kill their mirror. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to make that this, I mean, obviously, it's a completely different paradigm with this, because you want to get the poison onto them a lot of times mm. to get your, you know, proliferate going, but, but the idea is that you could play your mirror, they play their mirror, and then you're like, oh, okay, and I'll pay two life to kill your mirror at the end of the turn. Yeah. And, like, any deck can kill Lotus Cobra now? Oh, right, and construct it, sure. Like, if you go to power up a Dragon Trace Baker, it's just oh, yeah. dead. Yeah. Um, this can kind of finish off Planeswalkers out of nowhere. Sure, there's a lot of times where you're like, oh, I get your Planeswalker down to two or down to one. And yeah, like, you know, you might be playing as, like, an elf combo deck. Yeah, it seems fine. You, you think... What would you... It's a month from now... There's some Star City standard event. How many copies of Gutshot are in the top eight? Zero? Zero to four. <laughs> I think like a year from now, 14 months from now. Yeah. People are going to be like really finding good uses for it. Okay. I mean, I guess it depends on what the other cards are. I also, like, you go to equip your hawk with a sword. Sure. That's, that's pretty exciting, actually. Yeah. I... There are a lot of opportunities to get a lot of value out of Gutshot. And, you know, I don't necessarily know where they are yet, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to come up. Okay. Uh, Invader Parasite. So this is 3RR for a 3-2 insect. Uh, when it comes to enters the battlefield, exile target land. And then whenever a land with the same name enters uh, as the exile card, who cares about that part? <laughs> uh... Wait, no, it's it's good. I mean, I guess it is good, right? I mean, I guess if I take a forest, it's not non-basic land. So I could take a forest, and then every time you play a forest, you take two damage. Only under an opponent's control, so it's not, it doesn't trigger off your cards, too. But it it doesn't, mostly... It doesn't come back. No, it never comes back. That's key, yeah. Yeah, 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 it doesn't come back, and... Uh, I mean, it seems like a fine card. Yeah. Right? I mean, it seems... Um, Seems like a, you know, I could see playing it in a, you know, I mean, people have played, you know, Conley Woods is clearly going to play this card at yeah. some point within the next six months at a pro tour, and I will deck tech him because of it, <laughs> right? One hundred percent. Yep. I mean, it's not as good as Acidic Slime, obviously. No. I mean, Acidic Slime is just so much more versatile and has Death Touch and has, but. Uh, Molten Steel Dragon. Four Red Phyrexian, Red Phyrexian. We talked about it a little bit ago. For a 4-4. Four, four. Then he has, uh, Phyrexa Breathing. Yeah, this card's... This card's very pretty. good, yeah. Like, you know, the fact that you can just double strike and kill your opponent in one shot. Yeah. So you, 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 like you, that you, seems you, a little bit gimmicky, sure. But you really like Assault Strobe with this guy? I think that could be good. Right, you also don't have to pay the Phyrexian mana. You can actually, you know, pay red mana. 
Yeah, like I've played Shiv and Dragon at Pro Tours before. Right. I don't know, like. I mean, the idea, first of all, he's potentially a 4 4 flyer for 4. Right. So you can easily play him on turn three. Right. He's, he's uh, what was that gargoyle? You know, the lumen, the 4 4 gargoyle, yeah. the Esper block. He was great. And people, like, contorted themselves to play him, right? Yeah. Blue, black, white, one. Yeah. Yeah, I think this card's really good. All right. So, Patrick Sullivan mm-hmm. makes the top eight of a Star City Standard event two months from now. Three in a sideboard. <laughs> One main or no? No. Just three in the sideboard? Yeah. Okay. Everything else is four. Is this going in the box? Is that yes. going in the Pat Sullivan red box? It has to. Okay. You know what's really sick about this guy? It's like you could hit them and then shrapnel blast them with it. Oh, my. <laughs> well, this was fling? Yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's another, that's another one shot. Right. And, like, even if they have the removal for that... It doesn't matter. They still take, you know, take 10. Yeah. Uh, Ogre Menial. Uh, this is just one of the cards that's just going to make Infect worse in general going forward. Like, yeah. Because I can just... I can just block your Infect guy with this guy. He has a lot of toughness. He, he's a zero four for 4 mana. He's got Infect, but he's got Fire Breathing. So... You know, I can just block your cyst bearer, make it, uh, you know, pump twice. Your guy's now an O one. My guy's a, you know, an O two or negative two two. Mm-hmm. But like, he might even be able to tussle again. Yeah, there are also a number of cards in the set that work mm-hmm. particularly. If, if you sneak this guy through, you could also just do a disgusting amount of effect damage with him out of nowhere. Yeah, like there are also like there are just a lot of creatures that work well with um, infect that don't necessarily want to be in an infect deck. Like um, there's the green guy who's two and a green, two two, plus one plus one for each infect counter. On oh effect. sure, yeah, we'll get to him in a couple yeah. minutes. Yeah, I don't like. I think that he can have a lot. Of, he's going to have a lot of impact in limited. In limited, yeah, I think he's. I think he's awesome. I want this guy against. Yeah. In fact, right, I want to be able to block a pet pain in the neck, um, blight mamba. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sometimes there's sometimes you, you whatever. Yeah, he seems fine. Uh, Priest of Orobrask. So this is just Priest of Gex Redux. Yeah. Um, it's more difficult to combo. Oh! Oh! So you. Get seven mana. <laughs> oh, so we're filtering we our... Filter. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh. oh, we can kill with... Now we can do the kill. Yeah. Now you can save some of that red mana and pump it through your molten guy. And... Yeah, interesting. All right. How many Phyrexian spells... How many spells of Phyrexian mana do you need... To play Rage Extractor in Limited. Jeez. So uh, it's four. This is four and Phyrexian for an artifact. It's a red artifact, if that matters. Uh, whenever you cast a spell with Phyrexian mana and its mana cost, Rage Extractor deals damage equal to that spell's converted mana cost to target creature or player. Five? I mean, you could do some 
pretty fast. Like, you could play this. You, know, you play this on turn four, and then you play a Molten Steel Dragon the next turn. I mean, obviously, you've opened some really good cards, but... Right. You know, you're going to deal six to something. What was the... Wasn't there a beast card like that in... Yeah. In, um... Awful. In a, no, no, no. It was, no, it was in the last... It was in Lorwyn Block, I think, or... Oh, where the ancients try. Where ancients try. That's what this yeah. feels like. Yeah, you need like at least like five, I think. Right. And preferably a little bit more. Right. Like especially if you have like a couple of cheap. Right. Uh, but remember, the, but the cheap ones aren't as exciting. But you know, dealing two damage sure. or something is still pretty cool. Sure. Sure. So you think this is a viable limited guy? You only get one path. I don't think it's a strategy that you can actively pursue. Right. But when you do get it, it's going to be particularly effective. Now, if you're at the pre-release this weekend and they're doing triple new Phyrexia drafts. Oh, geez. First pick this. <laughs> this is clearly first pickable in those scenarios. Oh, without a doubt. What's that? Without a doubt. Um, all right. So, Razor Swine. This is another card that's fine in an effect deck, but also just a pain in the ass. For infect oh, decks to deal with. First strike and infect is a deadly combination. Right. This card's this card's a this is a common. Mm-hmm. So like you may not end up being full on infect with this. Like who knows? Right. Like you know you're red. It's I mean people have tried red black infect or red green infect, but like this guy also is just like an awesome limited sideboard card against infect strategies. They can't get through him. And aggressive strategies. Yeah. Like you know if you have a bunch of. Two twos and three twos, like you can never do anything about him. Right. Uh, ruthless invasion, three R. So this uh, or free red Phyrexian for sorcery. Non artifact creatures can't block this turn. Oh my! It's fine. Common. This good. is a really good sideboard card. Yeah, good good common trick for the pre release. Yeah, I think also like if you're trying to kill your opponent with infect. You don't need to get through for a ton of damage. Right. Like, being able to, like, punch a couple of your guys Right, even, right. Even, even just nulling two blockers sometimes. That's often enough. Right. Like, especially if your opponent's trying to mount an offensive of their own. Right. And again, this is a card you can just play in a non-red deck. Right? Yeah. You can just say, I'm going to pay three and two life and cast this. Yeah. Yeah, this card seems... I mean, I always, I, I always feel like people undervalue falter effects in general. Same. And especially when they were a little complicated, like, oh, non-artifact creatures can't block, so what if he has, art- you know, he has three right. artifacts, or, you know, you also get to force people's hand, right? Like, I think a lot of times, uh, I don't know if you've ever written about this when you're writing about limited, but a lot of times, like, when you attack someone, even if they're not going to, you know, you're like, oh, they're not going to die to my attack, and then they can, they're not going to die to your attack, but they have to block guys or they'll die. Yeah. And as a result of blocking those guys, they're going to lose guys, and do you know what I mean? Like you just change the change the balance. They, they, this, even even when you're not going to kill your opponent with this, you force them to throw a mirror in the way to, you know, cycle their you know white spell bomb or. So. Definitely, like you also force your opponent to respect the card for subsequent games. Right. <laughs> so even when you don't have it, right. it's putting pressure on your opponent. Uh, scrapyard salvo. One RR, Scrapyard Salvo, it's a sorcery, deals damage to target player equal to the number of artifact cards in your graveyard. I automatically hate cards that say, deal damage to target player. Like, yeah. They're just so, I, I just, 
Yeah, and, and this card will always... These are the cards that always come around later mm-hmm. on, like, as you play the format a little more. Yeah. People are like, oh, you know, Bomba Axis is so bad. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know how many artifacts you're going to in your graveyard, but I, I mean, I guess you could probably reliably get this to do four to six damage. Yeah, or, like... The problem is you just hate you hate having this card in your opening hand. You're just mulligan your opening turns. I wonder if this can be used as a kill condition in some sort of like, you know, bobble deck. <laughs> I just hope Gabe Cotton Barnes is not listening to this. <laughs> I love bobble decks. Yeah, actually though that's you know, how quickly can you run through all your eggs and... Yeah, especially now that we have, you know, Jataxian Probe to help us dig. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I could see it being a combo piece, but more than likely not instructed playable, marginally limited playable. Yeah, I mean, I think all the points that you're bringing up are very valid. That probably isn't going to stop me from playing it, though. <laughs> isn't going to stop you from playing Red Sauce Italian at <laughs> <laughs> in Providence. Uh, Slide Queen's a card people are obviously very excited about. R for, uh, you know, I mean, I've heard some people compare it to Tormberg Life. Uh, so it's power and toughness are each equal to the number of artifact cards in all graveyards. Yeah. Uh, so these cards I'm are sorry, can, you, can you excuse me for a minute? I'm going to go on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this card, I think this card's insane. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in my bobble deck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it seems like a pretty, like. I, I think this card's just. He almost makes Scrapyard Salvo look better to me. Yeah, he does. Uh, but it, and it's in all graveyards too, so you get the bonus benefit from your opponent's graveyards too, which in this, I mean, in, in block, this guy's gotta be terrific. Yeah. No, I think, I think this card is really special. You think, uh, best red rare we've seen so far, or that's, that's clearly the dragon, right? Yeah. Dragon's number one. This looks like number two to me. Like, I like it a lot better than, um, the Praetor. Yeah, okay. Uh, Slash Panther, you know, 4-2 Haste. This is the classic, this card's not very exciting, and then you're just going to lose to some guy who has five of them in his draft deck. <laughs> you know. Only I'd drawn the right lands. Yeah. I would have been able to play my blockers for Slash Panther. Torment of Exarch is kind of nice. This is, uh, so it's th- four mana for 2-2. Two, two. Target creature gets plus two, plus zero, or target creature gets minus zero, minus two. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, limited, this card is yeah. probably Easy. the third or fourth best limited card we've seen at common or uncommon. So yeah. a lot of good red cards for for, for limited. Yeah. This, this red really gets a boost limited-wise here in terms of, uh, I mean, this, is just, this card's great. Um, so... No, Ourbreast, the Hidden. This is a card that people are obviously raving about. 
I know Gavin just wrote an article, you know, I mean, the, the comparison, I was kind of surprised he didn't necessarily make this comparison in the article, was, I mean, the firehouse, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's attached to a body, which is a downside. Um, it's legendary, so, you know, you don't, you know, you have the potential for some, from dead draws, but, I mean, it's a, it's a 4-4 haste creature for 5, which is pretty good. And all your creatures gain haste, and then your, your opponent's creatures are tapped. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that this card is particularly good. Really? I think it's pretty good. Like, Squadron Hawks, like, you know, you've been in that situation where your, like, opponent trumps guy, and, you know, so you play this guy and they attack, they block with a Squadron Hawk. Then next turn, they play a Squadron Hawk. Right, so the good thing about this card is that, you know, it's obviously excellent against Planeswalkers. Sure, right, because it's difficult for them to... But, you know, you're spending five mana on a creature that, you know, it's only a 4-4. Four, four. There are a lot of ways to kill it. You, know, you can spend... Yeah, we've talked about it. Four, four is actually reasonably tough to... Four is reasonably tough to kill. It was. But now, you know, you can spend one to get something minus five, minus sure. five. I think Condemn is going to be on the rise. Oh, yeah. Um, there... We talked we talk about our killer as. Yeah. Uh, go for the throat. I think it's going to become more. Go for the throat. Doom blade. Whatever sure. is sure. you know metagame appropriate. I think it's going to become more popular. So the problem is just that it's a five mana creature. It's just it yeah. just doesn't seem exciting enough to you. Yeah, I just I, I honestly don't see it. I, I I I think it does. I think it offers a lot for its casting cost. I think. Uh, but I, I, I definitely agree that it's going to die a lot. I think that people are going to people are going to play play him. He's going to die, and they're going to be really disappointed. And that's going to happen again and again. Okay. Uh, Victorious destruction. We see this card like every third set. It feels like yep. You know, destroy target artifact or land. Do some. Marginal thing. Yeah, in this case, case, its controller loses one life. I don't know if they've changed the art on it in the last <laughs> few years. Like, I'm pretty sure I've seen the same art in Cold Snap. Uh, so, I mean, this card's fine for limited. Like, you might play it. Well, you destroy an artifact. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Whatever. Whatever. Um, not terribly exciting. Vault Charge. I love this card. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's always been a historically playable Three mana for three damage, and then proliferate is pretty exciting. That's good. Like you play an Everflowing Chalice, you play a Volt Charge the next turn. Everflowing Chalice and a cough and. Jeez. Uh, Dude, yeah. like there are ways to get a lot of mana. Yeah, yeah. By by the way, everyone who's talking about like all the seven mana, like Praetors and Chancellors, and I think you can get there. Yeah, I think that Karn is going to end up being a really good card. I think Karn is. I, I was just thinking exactly that in this deck. Like, you can cough into Karn. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, this card seems awesome. Um, I love Proliferate so much. <laughs> uh, I wish, I, I kind of wish it was kind of like the, uh, the red cards from the original set that had, um, Wither. 
Right? Oh, yeah. Right? So it's kind of like, I, I kind of wish you had the option to do wither damage with this. Mm-hmm. And then, so that, like, deals three damage to a player or four damage to a creature or something like that. Like, again, we talk about the number four being pretty important here. But, um, what do you think about Volshock Refugee? This card seems like a, a real card. Yeah. Right? One RR for a protection from red, human warrior, 3 2. Yeah, this is just good. Yeah. Constructed? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's only as good as the other red cards in the set. Right, right. Uh, Whip Flare, one, it's basically Pyroclasm, except it deals two damage to each non artifact creature. So it gets flyers, it gets non-flyers, it just doesn't get golems. Potentially really strong. Yeah, seems fine. Like that I can play it in, uh, you know, a tempered steel deck and have it not hit any of my guys. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's really good actually. That's an awesome card. Yeah. Uh, Alright, moving on to green. Beast Within, one of the top five cards in the whole set. Uh, If not top five, definitely top ten. 2G, instant, destroy target, permanent, Jace. Its controller puts a 3-3 green beast creature token onto the battlefield. Or you can just make a 3-3. I mean, you can just, you can just like, take an extra land, yeah. you know, and turn it into a 3-3 at instant speed. Uh, you can, you know, something that's about to die, you, your opponent's spell, mm-hmm. you can do it with. But, I mean, like, really, really you want to, uh, you just want to kill their, kill their Jace. Yeah, I think this card's going to see a lot of mileage. Yeah, this, yeah, awesome. Uh, Birthing Pod is exciting. This is a very exciting card. Uh, three green Phyrexian mana for an artifact, and then it's one green Phyrexian mana, sacrifice a creature, search your library for a creature card with converted mana cost equal to one, plus the sacrifice creature's converted mana cost, put that card onto the battlefield. Then shuffle your library, activate this ability only any time you could cast a sorcery. Alright, so obviously you can do some like pretty bonkers stuff with this. Sure. Now, w- what are you thinking of doing with Spray? <laughs> uh, probably not as bonkers as other people, <laughs> but uh, you can basically, I can go turn two, look what metal coding. Okay. <laughs> turn three, I can play Make Your Land an Artifact, mm-hmm. Manic Vandalit. Turn four, I can pay two life, play this, pay another two life, sacrifice my Manic Vandal, go get Ox and a Scrap Melter, make your land a artifact, kill your land, and then on this following turn, I can pay two, use, go get, convert my Scrap Melter into an Acidic Slime, Mm. And then activate my liquid metal coating, play another manic vandal, and make one of your land destroy another one of your lands. I can just by the way, it doesn't have to be your lands. I can do it to your planeswalker, I can do it to your creatures, I can do it. I mean, like, that's probably not the ideal use for the card. Right. That's what I will be doing personally. <laughs> I like to call the deck will it blend? Oh. <laughs> um, I think that this this card actually makes that deck pretty Formidable. Like, the ability to, like, that if you draw one, you get the squadron hawk up the chain. Yeah. 
No, I think the fact, you know, just being able to, like, go up... Well, you have to go up precisely is the thing. Right. I would also, I would actually also have one Horde Smelter Dragon in the deck, just so I could go all the way to six. Oh. Fine. Um, I think, you know, just being able to, even if you're doing non-degenerate things, right. you're just being able to go up a notch to be able to turn a Vengevine into something. Right, turn a Vengevine um, into a five. Yeah. Well, also the ability, right, also you the ability. turn Vengevine into an acidic slime. Like, right. you know, when oh, you sure. need to get rid of something. Right, and you get acidic slime. And, well, it's great with Vengevine. It's actually a great turning fours into fives from Vengevine because the Vengevines come back. Yeah. Uh, Squadron Hawk, do you get anything off of Squadron Hawks with this thing? Is there any good threes that you want? Um. I mean, Mirren Crusader? Yeah. And I'm sure there are good threes. Yeah. That, you know, just aren't on our radar right now because we haven't had a reason to do that. Right. Theoretically, it also lets you, like, splash off-color sideboard cards. Yeah. I could also, Viridian, Viridian, uh, Corruptor. Oh. Into Corpse Curve to get Viridian Corruptor back. Oh my. Yeah. <laughs> exciting. No. <laughs> <laughs> Unexciting. Unexciting. Yeah, this card's awesome. Uh, Brutalizer Exarch. This card does not seem terribly awesome to me, but eh, maybe it's fine. Six mana for a 3 3. When uh, search your library for a creature card, reveal it, then shuffle all your library and put that on top of it. Or put target non-creature permanent on the bottom of its owner's library. So this can theoretically non-spell pierceable way to push a Jace. Yep. Push a land. Push an equipment. Basically everything but a creature. Yeah, you can birthing pot up to this. You can. Oh, that's that's true. That's fine. Actually, he's. Yeah. Yeah. That might be a fine... Not not a four of. No, but a one, one of in a Birthing yeah. Pod deck. That's actually probably better for me in my <laughs> Manic Candle deck because I can actually just push a Planeswalker down. Or... Yeah. That seems fine. Um, huh, that's interesting. I hadn't even thought about that. But, like, put target non-creature permanent on the bottom of Tony's library is fairly powerful. Yeah. We've certainly seen people play Mold Shambler. Yeah, that's... And, and really, it's not exciting as a 4-mana 3-3, three, three, right? Like, that's really just generally a 6-mana spell when people play it. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor of the Tangle. I love this card. So we talked about it a little bit in the first part we did with Mike. 4-G-G-G. Uh, that's one more G than you normally get. <laughs> Uh, you may reveal this card from your opening hand. If you do, at the beginning of your first main phase, add green to your mana pool. So it's Vigilance Reach, 6-7. So for 7 mana, it's a Vigilance Reach, 6-7, which is really good. Right. Like, Vigilance Reach, 6-7. It's not that hard to cast. I mean, he this card can hold off a Chroma. Yeah, you're not getting through this. <laughs> you're not getting through this thing without, you know, taking it out from your throat. Right? Like... Yeah. Uh, but that's fine. That's not why this card's super interesting. To me, again, playing... Reveal two of these in your opening hand, play Elvish Archdruid on turn one. Reveal one of these in your opening hand, play Fauna Shaman on turn one. Which is huge. Which is huge. And then you have this perfectly useless Chancellor of the Tangle in your hand to discard the Fauna Shaman. Yeah. Um, Squadron Hawk on turn one seems really good. Yeah. Like, especially in a green-white deck where you can, you're on the draw, you reveal this. 
The sword you, of feast and famine on turn one. Oh, you can just play a sword. Or um, sorry, stormforge. So, storm oh, stormforge mystic. Yeah, get yeah, yeah. sword. Turn two. Put the sword into play. Turn three. Equip it. Right. Yeah, just you just kill people with a stormforge mystic alone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, play play squadron hawk. Discard venge vines on turn one. Yeah. Right. So. Playing some sort of an elf combo deck. Yeah, I mean just. Just playing two elves on turn one, right? Just going like Manor Elf Noble Hierarch. Yeah. Like your next turn is your next turn is Jace on turn two. Yeah. Lotus Cobra on turn one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Lotus Cobra turn two Fetchland. Or even think about like like some of the weird crab decks that people have played. Oh. But like turn one. Oh, it's green now. You don't get to go crab first and oh. play a land. But uh, yeah. Are you can reveal this. Then play Chromox and remove it. Yeah. Play it. Oh, oh, and remove this. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, this this definitely feels like it's going to do some belchy things in Legacy. Yeah. The fact that you still have the card after you get the mana, and you can do like all sorts of like brainstormy type stuff. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah, you get the brainstorm fetch land. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, even this if card, you're doing something like non-degenerate, like you know, playing a top and activating it, I think this card just in general seems degenerate to me. Yeah, just seems pretty, pretty, pretty busty. Uh, Corrosive Gale is fine. It's a hurricane that doesn't deal damage to players that can be played by anybody because it has green Phyrexian mana to start it off. Right. Whatever. Whatever. Good card. You know, first pickable, limited. Maybe. 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 It doesn't do damage to players. Sideboardable. <laughs> yeah, sideboard, I guess. Um, Death Hood Cobra. 1G for a 2-2. Two, two. Snake. Which is pretty good. Uh, 1G Death Hood Cobra gains reach until end of turn. 1G Death Hood Cobra gains death touch until end of turn. It's a cute card design-wise, like from flavor perspective. Yeah. Now, I feel like this this type of card is consistently underrated and limited. It lets you get some presents early, you know. Like, it's a good part of, like, any good aggressive start. And then it trades with anything. Like, it sure. does something very relevant on defense early right. in the game or late in the game. Right, right. Like, oh, that's true. It, it, it'll, it'll trade with a style school. I mean, yeah. it'll cost you four mana to do that. But that's fine. Well, who cares? You know, if you have that kind of time, like, if you're backpedaling, if you don't have that many spells... Um, you know, there are worse things to do than spend a turn or a half a turn stopping that creature that's just killing you. Right. Yeah, yeah, that seems fine. Not not constructed by any no, not structure of the imagination. <laughs> um, fresh meat is a card that, to me, feels like someone took a step out onto very thin ice <laughs> and wanted to just say, like, how far out here can we step before we go plummeting to the icy depths? So, traditionally, a card like this... So, Fresh Meat says it's 3G, instant. Put a 3-3 green beast creature token into onto the battlefield for each creature put into your graveyard from the battlefield this turn. Mm-hmm. It does not say non-token creature. Right? Right. Like, that's, that's pretty bizarre. So, this means I can just go, like, turn... 
Turn one, I reveal two Chancellors of the Tangle, and I play an Awakening Zone. Oh my. <laughs> and then I do nothing for the next six turns, except make Eldrazi tokens, and then at the end of your turn, I just sack them all, and fresh meat, seven tokens into play. Untap, and attack you with them. I mean, I, I, obviously, just some like crazy situation that's not really that exciting, but like... The idea that you can convert spawn tokens and, like, plant tokens. Right, you get to, you know, you play a land. You know, you get no one. That's going to be a 3-3 three, three thing. Right. Like, you can also just think, think about, like, um, what's the what's the vampire that, like, Bloodthrown Vampire? Oh my, yeah. So you're, like, Bloodthrown Vampire, sacking guys, sacking tokens, and then you're, like, fresh meat. Oh my. And then you get all these tokens and you sack all your tokens. Yeah, this is... I could see this being too good. It seems very good to me. Um, the stupidest combo I've come up with this so far is a deck that uses Pure Steel Paladin, Living Weapons, and this. So you just play all your Living Weapons, and then hit Metalcraft, draw a bunch of cards, hit Metalcraft, move all your Living Weapon equipment onto your Pure Steel Paladin for free, all your Germ Tokens die. <laughs> <laughs> And then you release the beasts. I mean, not very good, but it's certainly a lot of fun. Um, Glissa's Scorn. Destroy target sure. artifact. Yeah. Just control loses one life. Fine card. Uh, Glissa Elf. We, we talked about right. this a little bit already. This card just seems... Turn one this in Legacy. Turn two uh, Invigorate and Berserk. Yeah. And you're dead. Yeah. Right. It doesn't even have to be invigorate, right? It's like Festival Crosa or anything that, you know, Groundswell, anything that gives me plus four and then a Berserk and you're taking yeah. a pen. You've got like Mental Missteps and Force of Wills and Dazes yeah. and Cabal right. Therapies to protect you. Sure. You've got your Gitaxian probes to check out their hand before yeah. you therapy them. Yes, this card's the real thing, right? Do you think any Glistener Elves will make the top eight of Providence? I think one deck with Glistener Elf will make the top eight of Providence. I think it misses. I think it loses playing for top eight. You do? Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna call one in top eight right now. You can call one in top sixteen. We could both be wrong. You right. <laughs> <laughs> call one in top eighteen because he fell a little bit too far when he lost. <laughs> he didn't have any buys. <laughs> Uh, virtual top 16 will be allowed. Okay. <laughs> uh, Grain Health Trainee, so this is just like Bloodshot Trainee, uh, except... But... No. <laughs> so a target creature gets plus four, plus four until end of turn. Activate this ability only if Grain, Grain Health Trainee's power is four or greater. This card seems pretty dominating if you can... Yeah. it, if you can get him going. Same as the Bloodshot Trainee. Yeah. You know. Although I guess you can do... Some giant growthy kind of stuff with him. Like, you can filter a plus two giant growth to, make him, to give someone else plus four, but then you're not attacking with him, and he's... But maybe you're pumping something that's infect. But if you're doing... Or if you're blocking, you know, you can also... Oh, that's probably the best. Yeah. That seems fine. Um, Leeching Bite's the card I'm most excited about for Limited. Yeah. That card's going to be fun. Uh, you know, this is, this is always... Uh... 
It's called Always Just Insane in like various forms. Usually it involves black and green in the casting cost. This is 1G. Target creature gets plus 1, plus 1 until end of turn. Another target creature gets minus 1, minus 1 until end of turn. Mm-hmm. This card is just a blowout. Yeah. It it only costs 2 mana. Yeah, it's 2 mana. It's, it's so insane. Uh, I can't... I, lo- I love this card. I would, I would happily... I don't know if I'd first pick this card, but... Like, in a weak pack, I would clearly first pick it. Yeah. And I would happily second pick it. <laughs> um, awesome in an effect deck, too. Like, again, that idea that, like, someone leaves, like, a chump blocker back, and you're like, okay, kill that guy, pump this guy. You know, you really can throw off the math. Even in just the... But, I mean, just the, the time where they block it, just... Or they think they have a good attack. Yeah. Like, they're just... Yeah, this card's blowouts all over the place. Uh, Mall Splicer is 7 mana for a 1-1 that puts two 3-3 three, three colorless golem artifact creature tokens onto the battlefield. Golem creatures you control have trample. Um, yeah, this card seems strictly better than a precursor golem to me. Oh, wait. I meant worse. Oh. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, these, these are fun cards. They're going to be fine, but not really... Like, I, I guess there'll be some sort of, like, slivery type of splicer deck that you can draft on Saturday when you're drafting triple new Phyrexia. This might be... I mean, this is pretty good and limited, I think. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's fun. It's... But... Seven mana... Seven mana for seven power. Yeah. It's fine. And it, it can't be killed easily. Right. Uh, this card seems... Terrific. Malira Silvok Outcast. Mm-hmm. 1G. You can't get poison counters. Creatures you control can't have minus one, minus one counters placed on them. And creatures your opponents control lose, in fact. Yeah, your opponent's deck just stops working if they can't kill this. <laughs> nice 2-3 for, yeah. for 3. Oh, Mutagenic yeah. Growth. Obviously very strong. Oh, yeah. This card's... This is Zombie Cutthroat, right? Yeah. <laughs> zombie Cutthroat. Just... Yep. Just makes oh my goodness that makes math impossible. Yeah, you just but it's the same thing as Zombie Cutthroat, right? Like, what did you do when you had to play with Zombie Cutthroat? You're like, okay, like sometimes you did, sometimes it wasn't right to attack, and then you're like, well, I can't afford to get blown out here because yep. my guy is way too good. You know, my morph is, you know, a morph that is going to two for one later in the game. Um, you know, and you didn't, but like a lot of times you're just like, okay, we just have to do it. Right, and even if they have it, like, unlike Zombie Cutthroat, they're spending a card here. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's a big deal. But, uh, yeah, I love this card. Yeah. Uh, Micah sent in, so you wrote about this card on the Mothership, on Daily MTG, in your limited information column. Yeah, I think this card is really good. Now, one thing that I didn't really get a chance to write about in that column is, you know, what happens if you're playing, like, a green-red non-infect deck, and you have... The O4, you can, with, in fact, fire breathing. Right. You can really, you know, you can get in a hit or two with that guy, because your opponent knows that you aren't trying to infect them out. Right. Then once you do that, you play him down. You give a 6-6, an 8-8. It's kind of huge. Yeah, yeah. It's this, uh, and multiplayer. Uh. (laughs) Um. Yeah, this card seems awesome to me. Yeah. Um, and, and and this is like the ultimate Becker card. 
you know, in his mixed bag. His mi- mixed bag, in fact, you know, and, you know, his, his green black, in fact, deck with lots of Moriac Reavers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this guy's like the best Moriac Reaver of all time. Oh, definitely. Uh, so Noxious Revival. This feels like another card that's gonna somehow be a combo piece. Sick in my bobble deck. <laughs> Seriously, it is. It's interesting how many of these cards, by the way, are just like for Storm. Like all these free cards. Yeah. Like just give you like so much reach in the Storm deck in terms of like you just don't have to worry about finding some of the extra mana. You know, like you make your mana and you do your stuff, but you also have the ability to just like you run get these to really action. rip through your deck, yeah, like without spending any mana. Yeah, yeah. So, um, there are also it seems, like, also, it seems like it could be a comboy kind of card. Oh, definitely. There are also cards that you know cause you to discard your hand, even say something on top. Sure. Oh yeah, this is an instant. Uh, so. What about that with counterbalance? Oh yeah. Uh, it you know your graveyard or theirs. Right. So you can set up your own counterbalance or oh, mess up there. Oh, so they top and then you're... Yeah. Oh, interesting. Put a land on top or whatever. Yeah, this has a lot of applications. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I feel like all these cards, all the all the free one-mana spells are going to have some impact on Legacy in some way or another. Yeah. Uh, Phyrexian Swarmlord. This card seems... Called Windmill Slam. Four... GG for an infect creature. At the beginning of your upkeep, put a 1-1 green insect creature token with infect onto the battlefield for each poison counter your opponents have. <laughs> so you just yeah. stabilize. Your opponent, like, you come out early, your opponent stabilizes on, like, four poison, and you're like, okay. I know you thought I was going to play an Alpha Terranax here. This guy. Yeah, I... I want to say that this card, you know, would get out of hand slowly, but no, I think it, it gets out of hand fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you don't get a lot of turns. Uh, Rotted Hystrix is something that the ferret would like to insert into articles with an exclamation point after it. <laughs> uh, uh, really good defensive card. Sure, 3-6 for 5, you, you love those. I do. <laughs> After that, you play your Alpha Terranx. Yeah. Uh, Spinebiter, another six mana infect creature. Three, four. You may have Spinebiter and sign its combat damage as though it were blocked. So this is a really finisher. strong. Yeah. This is just like an insane finisher. Like, can you kill it? No? Okay. You're taking three infect no matter what. Yeah. It's uncommon, too. This card's really strong. I don't know why. Like, um,. I started playing Magic like, during Mask Block, and I remember one of the first, like, you know, prepackaged Magic items that I bought was some sort of, like, Nemesis starter deck. Yeah. And it had a promo Rocks in it. Oh, my God. Uh, rocks are so good. Yeah. So I, like, get a little bit giddy seeing this card. So, right. Thundering Canadon. Which, uh, I wrote about just the other day. Oh, you day. wrote about that the other day. So, this yeah. card's nuts. So 5-4 four for 4, it just seems really good. Yeah, you unlimited. You just play it on turn 3, and your opponent has a removal spell, or they lose. Right. Like... Right. Yeah, this oh. is right. A turn, a turn 3, crawl-wormy kind of... Yeah. yeah like, the only kind, like, there are times when you're going to want to sideboard it out. 
Like, if you're on the draw against a fast deck with artifact removal. Right. Or, you know, if your deck's particularly slow and you're not green. Right. But it's really strong. Also, if you're playing against Infect, Life Loft doesn't matter. Right. Alright, so you know that I love an overwhelming stampede. I am aware. And uh, and every single variation thereof. Yep. Have taken those cards over Fireball. Yep. I love Infect. Okay. And drafted almost to the exclusion of all of the strategies. Okay. And I am never going to pass a Triumph of the Hordes in my entire life. There is no shot that I will ever pass Triumph <laughs> of the Hordes. So, two, GG, sorcery, until end of turn, creatures you control get plus one, plus one, and gain trample and infect. Alright. And it's, just, it's an uncommon. It's an uncommon. This card seems so good to me. Yeah. Like, I don't even have to worry about drafting an infect deck. I can just draft, like, the, you know, the three, four, um, tangle mantises in the second pack, and, like... You know, my Thundering Canadons, I'll just windmill slam Thundering Canadons with the next turn. Oh, jeez. And it's just like, okay, I've just got some guys, and I might even have some infect guys, whatever. I have like a rusted slasher, and, you know, just like four power things. Mm-hmm. And you just attack, and your opponent just has to block. Yeah. Like, you're going to end up doing a ton of damage, a ton of infect. You're going to, like, obliterate their team. Right, and even if your creatures aren't huge as a result of this, like, if they block, you know, they might win the combat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no shot that I'll pass this card, ever. Another. This is another card that's very strong as Alpha Tyrannics. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, I'm not going to pass it. Okay. So, don't, ex- don't expect that ever, anyone. And in fact, you should probably just pass it to me, because I probably opened one, and you just want to give me two. Meridian <laughs> uh, Betrayers, this is a weird card to me. Common Elf Warrior, it has, in fact, as long as an opponent is poisoned. 3 1 for 3. Uh, I mean, it's pretty underwhelming. Yeah. It's whatever. It's a dude. Yeah. Meridian Harvest, yeah. yeah. Moving on. Vital Splicer, so this is this card's actually the more interesting of the Splicers, right? For, for limited 3G for a 1 1. Puts a 3-3, three, three, so again, 4 power for 4 mana. Mm-hmm. Um, one colorless regenerate target golem you control. Yeah, that's good. Doesn't regenerate itself is the probably the bigger issue. But, but if they w- waste a removal spell on it, you still have a 3-3. Three. Three. Right? Like, yeah, you still have a 3-3. Three, three. And they spend a removal spell. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Vornclex, the Voice of Hunger. This is the Green Praetor. So trample, cost 8, which doesn't seem that hard to do. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add 1 mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. And then whenever an opponent taps a land for mana, that land doesn't untap your next controller's next untap step. Um, I think this is potentially strong. Like if you have a way to get a lot of mana right. and you're playing Fauna Shaman. Yeah, it seems fine. Uh, problem... If your opponent has sort of feast and famine. But by the way, it was pointed out. Uh, I think Patrick was talking about it today. That the you know Mike, remember Mike was talking about the blue uh, Praetor? Yeah. So if you attack with five mana mm-hmm. and a sort of feast and famine equipped to something. Oh my! 
Float five. Oh my. Untap yeah. it. Float. Boom. Go. Oh my. You... <laughs> so you could put that guy, you could theoretically put that guy into play on turn five. That's kind of nutty. <laughs> uh, Jorkadine the Prevailer. Three RW, the only gold card in the set. Huh? Legendary creature, human warrior, first strike, metal craft, creatures you control get three plus three plus zero as long as you control three more creatures. Five four. Um five four first strike for five mana is really good. Yeah. <laughs> this card is this card is uh kinda like the, the, the boss when it's on the board. Yeah. I could see this being like a very real finisher in block constructed and maybe even a little bit in standard. Yeah. Who's the right deck? He's he's really formidable. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm sure people are going to try to build uh, commander decks around him. Yeah. So, all right. We're going we're gonna to try to plow through uh, artifacts here. Alloy Mirror, great and limited. Yeah. Eh, constructed. Batter Skull, we've talked about multiple times. This card's just best card in the set. I think so. Yeah. Either that or... I guess I guess I would pick a batter skull over Triumph of the Hordes, but I'm actually not sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I should pick batter skull over Triumph of the Hordes. I don't know that I will. Right. But, yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, let's get to the end and then go over our top five cards in the set. Uh, Blinding Soul Eater, whatever. Cage Sun. This is you know. Yeah. Uh, pain in the ass card. You talk about ways to make a lot of mana for your traders and chancellors and stuff like that. But it costs six. Costs six. Uh, conversion chamber. Um, yeah. This, so you basically get to exile artifacts to eventually make golems. Blah. Darksteel Relic is kind of an interesting card to me. Uh, in the sense that it's generated a lot of controversy. How so? Um, there are people who say, this card is utterly unplayable. I don't know why you would ever want this. And then mm -hmm. there's other players who go... No, five five indestructibles with my Tesseret <laughs> and I'm not sure who's right. Because a five yeah. five indestructible Tesseret's actually really good. Like you can even just sit there and you know, oh, there it is. Oops. <laughs> you know, it's there's gonna be times where that's just gonna be around for the rest of the game. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so. Um, Probably, I guess maybe you'd play it. Maybe you might play it in limited for Metalcraft deck, but not happily. Not happily. Etch monstrosity, five mana for a ten ten, but it comes into the battlefield with five minus one minus one counters. Pay Wooberg to remove those counters, and target player draws three cards. You don't have to tap it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I mean five five for a five five is fine. And, I mean, better than fine and limited. Yeah, and if you're playing against people who don't really have a way to kill it, which is never... Yeah. But if you could ever remove them. Yeah. Yeah, it's just sick. Uh, Gremlin Mine, one mana. One and tap, sacrifice Gremlin Mine to deal four damage to target artifact creature. Or one and tap, sacrifice Gremlin Mine, remove up to four charge counters from target non-creature artifact. Okay, so... Strong Unlimited. Strong Unlimited. Potential Unconstructed. You get to shut off... You get to, like, 
Mana Deny people on their Everflowing Chalices. Kills Tumble Magnet. Kills Tumble Magnet. Um, if you could liquid metal coating a planeswalker, you could kill it. <laughs> uh, you know, I could see the scene play. Yeah. You could Trinket Mage for it, too. Yeah, and you could Trinket Mage for it. That's a big deal. Which is also true of Hex Parasite, which is probably the card most people have talked about. Yeah, the most about this set. Excellent in Hogward. Because <laughs> you get to kill Jace. Well, it, killing Jace isn't even the problem. It's just the best one. Yeah, and it kills Gideon. Yeah, that's probably a pretty big deal. Like, I, oh my goodness, Gideon, it's impossible to beat. It's a Hogward deck. Yeah, it's probably still impossible to beat even with Hex Parasite. You never have enough mana to kill it. Not all at once. You save up a little bit at a time. It's like a piggy bank. Yeah. Um, what do you think about Lash Rive? I think it's strong. Uh, it seems fine. It seems a little like, meh. I mean, you could equip it for free. Right. You pay, you pay four life and you can equip that turn. Uh, you don't even need to equip it the turn it comes into play because it's a living weapon, so it comes down and... It's theoretically a 4-4, four four, right? It's like, easily one of, you know, the best equipment cards in the set. <laughs> <laughs> easily. Yeah. And this card's very good. It's yeah. not as good as Banner Skull by any stretch of the imagination. No, and given that there are no restrictions on playing Batter Skull. Right. Uh, do you, how many Minecraft decks will be in the Star City Open eight weeks from now? Top eight Minecranks. Uh, zero? You think zero? You think zero Minecraft Blood Chief Ascension decks? Oh, wait, oh, sorry. Yes. I don't know. Like, is this better or worse than Pyromancer's Ascension? I mean, I think that it's... I think it's just a little bit worse, but right. I'd be very happy to be proven wrong here. Yeah. Certainly, the, that's the combo people are talking about. You just set up this yeah. kill. I wonder... Like, honestly, like, I haven't really put the time into seeing what pieces are available and what kind of a deck you can build around that shell. Right. But I think that if you can get that to work, and, you know, maybe it doesn't quite work in standard, maybe you don't have the right support cards, maybe it'll turn out that, you know, it's one of the best things you can do in extended. Right. Uh, Microsynth Wellspring, this is a card we were talking about earlier, it's like, it's like the Icarus Wellspring. Right. Uh, but you get to... Put a land in your hand. Basically, land in your hand when it comes in and when it leaves play. Yeah. I had, you know, I thought this was put him into play and I thought it was pretty, the sickest card ever. Yeah, pretty unreal. Yeah. I, but unfortunately, it's still just, real. It's just very good. Yeah. Uh, Mirror Superion is a card people are talking about. So, like, turn one, draw a tree speaker, turn two, level it up. Boom. Mirror Superion. Yeah. It's five, six. It costs two mana, but you can only use creature mana to cast it. Doesn't so seem now, that hard to do. Alright, so you play um, the so Red Peace, Priest of Kicks. Sure. Um, yeah. That's... What? Alright, how does it work if you produce a green mana yeah. at, the, um, at the beginning of your turn? Yeah. I think that that's creature mana. I think? I don't I know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Let's check. Uh, Necropouncer, Living Weapon, Not Very Exciting, Almond Machine, Strictly... EDH, I think. Although those players can't draw cards, so you shut off some of the brainstorm abilities of Jace, but still not very exciting. Um, 
Oh, you like this card? Oh, wait. So, players can't draw cards. At the beginning of each player's draw step. That player exiles the top card of his or her library with the land card. They put it into the battlefield. Otherwise, the player casts it without paying its mana cost to favor. I like it. What? Six mana? What are you doing with I... this? <laughs> you I, I, uh... What are you doing? Maybe not. I want to be able to do something sick with this. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of the shrines in general? Have you, have you, have you looked at those? Uh, I have not. So, like, Shrine of Loyal Legions is an example. There's one in each color. Some of them have mana to activate. Some of them don't. Um, Shrine of Boundless Growth is actually a better example because it has a non-mana activation ability. So it's three to cast. It's an artifact. At the beginning of your upkeep, or whenever you cast a green spell, put a charge counter on Shrine of Boundless Growth. Tap... Sacrifice Shrine of Boundless Growth to add one to your mana pool for each charge counter on Shrine of Boundless Growth. Alright, this seems like the kind of card that would have just bewildered me when I started playing. Yeah. Just like trying to figure out like what was going on, like how I could use this. Like Basically on turn four, or let's say you play this on turn two off of an elf. Yeah. So on your next turn, you get a counter on it. You play a couple green cards. You get two more counters on it. Like, basically, you have, you you know, theoretically, you're going to have three extra mana that's colorless. You only get to use once. Yeah. It's, I mean, like, there's things like Colony Heart Expedition. Right. Which aren't any good. Right. And I think this is just the worst version of it. There's the red one. The red one is actually deals damage to the number of counters to target creature players. This thing just sits on the table, and it's awesome. Right? So it gets counter every upkeep. Every time you play a red spell. Like, I can see this card in Constructed, actually. It's three yeah. sack to activate. But that's fine. You're, you're using it on the last turn. Right. right. You're gonna, this card you're gonna, this card's going to deal five, six damage. To target creature or, or player. player. Yeah. I think that card's potentially very strong. Yeah, I do too. I think this card's great. And it's colorless damage. Which is... Huge. Huge for a red deck, right? Uh, red box worthy? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it's certainly a cheap way to kill a core firewalker. Yeah. You're like, okay, core firewalker's dead. Yeah. You know. Uh, so, surge note is a card that uh, I know Matt Ferrando loves. Start moving charge counters around. Spellskite's an interesting card to be two mana for O four, and then it has blue Phyrexian mana. Change a target of target spell. To spell state. That's good. It's and it's an O four. Like four is a lot. To, we talked about four being tough to deal with. Right. Like you can actually just say, oh, but bolt me. Right. Or someone wants to use two spells to kill a creature. You know, you're like, oh, second one comes here. Yeah. Or mutagenic growth. Right. Doesn't uh, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Or any pump spells on your opponent's turn, or right. You're like, oh, I'd like the volition reigns. Oh no, you know what? You can have my spell skate. Yeah. So, uh, sword of War and Peace, obviously, just the third best sword. Yeah. Yeah, really good still. Third yeah. best sword, still awesome. Yep. You know, Chauncey's still really good. <laughs> uh, Torpor Orb is kind of an interesting card. Shuts off Stoneforge Mystic, Squadron Hawk, all, all sorts of cards. Uh, I don't know if it's good enough to play, but it's certainly... 
Like the problem, you really need to be on the play. Yes. For this to work. Yeah. Um, Unwinding clock is a card that feels like something stupid's going to happen with it. Untap all artifacts you control during each other player's untap step. Seems like a dumb card. Seems like something's going to happen. I don't know what it is. It'll probably be in Commander, (laughs) but it does something. Uh, The other card is, uh, the last card to talk about really is Phyrexia's Core, which is a non-basic land, which lets you sacrifice an artifact for one mana and tap, which doesn't seem like an unreasonable thing to do with Icar Wellsprings and Microsoft Wellsprings and, you know, uh, spell bombs and whatnot. Yeah, I think that's going to be... And yeah. Spine of Ishaw. Ah. I think it's good. Yeah, seems yeah. fine. So, I mean, that's, that's we kind of hurried a little bit through the artifacts, but what are, what are, your, what are the cards you're loving here? Uh... Karn? Yeah, I love Karn. Uh, uh, Do Respect is a card we all loved. Yep. This Do card seems awesome. Yep. We're just scrolling through here, so... Paraxine Le- uh, Porcelain Legionnaire? Yeah, I love Pure Steel Paladin, personally. So mm-hmm. I, I will opt out of the Porcelain Legionnaire and opt into Pure Steel Paladin here. Okay. I love this <laughs> I love it. Whenever an equipment enters the battlefield under your control, you draw a card. It's, I'm there. <laughs> I'm sold. Uh, going down to blue. Obviously, there's just a ton of blue cards that are really exciting. Corrupted Resolve, Deceiver, Exarch. Uh, Gitaxian Probe is the card Mike was most excited about in the whole set. Yeah, I think it, I'm also between Mental Misstep Cataxian Probe and uh, Batter Skull. Okay. I think are my top I, three. I love Phyrexia Metamorph. Uh, I think that card is super exciting. Uh, yeah, going down black. Black, thing, I mean, Despise is going to be, I think, a real standard bearer. Yep. This, you know. Dismember, I think, is pretty excellent. Right. Dismember, we're already seeing people talk about playing this all the way back to Legacy. Yeah. Yeah, we've already seen Legacy uh, lists. Guess Verdict. Guess Verdict, a terrific card. Glistening Oil, maybe. I don't I don't see it. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Phyrexian Obliterator is going to be a card that people are going to try very, very hard to make work. Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Active Aggression is probably my fav- second favorite limited card after Triumph of the Horde. <laughs> uh, Artillerize, I think it's going to end up seeing a lot of play. I think Geosurge is actually going to see. I mean, we saw, do you remember, like, people would just, like, all they would do is um, Seething Song to be able to get out a, an Arc Slogger? Yeah. Like, at 7 mana, there's a lot of things you can you can do. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah. Uh, Molten Steel Dragon, we, we talked about that going yeah. into the red box. Kind of insane. Uh, I think the Priest is going to end up being better than we think it is now. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's interesting that the Priest lets you... Filter mana from your Geosurge if you need to. Yeah, or play a 5-6. Right, or, I mean, like, again, you can have a turn 3 where you play Priest of Horvask into um, Mere Superion. Yeah. So. Uh, so you can, you know, maybe you play a, on turn 2 you play Everflowing Chalice, turn 3 you play Koth into Priest, 
into a 5-6. Yeah, pretty sick. Mm-hmm. I love Chancellor of the Tangle. I think that that card... Green, green actually not a fair amount. I think Beast Within, Birthing Pod, Chancellor of the Tangle, fresh uh, and Fresh Meat, and Glistener Elf, uh, and Triumph of the Horde. Obviously. And Mutagenkris. And Mutagenkris. And Noxious Revival. Yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff going on in green. You rarely see this many. Green green really green really got like a nice little boost here. And not and non tribal. Yeah. <laughs> Batterstall you obviously love. Yep. Hex Parasite. Parasite's going to be big. Minecrank is obviously a card people are already doing with. I think you're going to face off against turn two Mirror Superions quite a bit. Yep. Uh, Steve loves an Omen Machine. <laughs> or not. <laughs> uh, I think some of the Shrines are going to be really good. Uh, uh, and what's the... Uh, sorry, the deal of damage for Red Phyrexian mana? What's that Gutshot. Called? Gutshot. I think that's going to be... And that's always a card, right? That's always a card that comes around. Yep. So. Alright, well, you're going to be in New York this weekend? Yeah, I'll be uh, spell slinging at uh, the New York pre-release. Awesome. I will be playing in a sealed deck uh, flight and probably have my EDH decks with me, so, you know, if anyone asks for some EDH, I might uh, sit down with you. Excellent. Well, I hope to see you all there. Alright, cool. Everybody, this is uh, Steve Saden. Uh, Brian David Marshall and the absent Michael J. Flores signing off for Top 8 Magic.